So you go there to get an emotional reward. Hmm. Why would you go to a park? Um, I do it because I want to uh, clear my mind and, you know, take it away from all that, obviously, day-to-day stress or whatever we go through. And basically just um, being one with nature. And, and I think that we need to see things outside that kind of calm us down, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a journey, really. So I, I like I like doing that quite regularly. Um, and, yeah, it depends on the weather. So... But I think it's really helpful. Yeah. So you get an emotional reward from it. Can you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So guys, what happens when we do any action, we do certain steps and we do them subconsciously. We can do them in the right order or jumble them up in wrong order. And as you know, recipes are very important if you want to get the, the exact flavor that you want in the end. If you want a different flavor, you can play with the recipes all you want. But if you want a specific result, you follow a specific recipe in a specific order. So let's go here. If I want to go to a park and I decide first, do I go out of the house and then like walk? And I'm not sure whether I want to go to the park in the west or in the east or in the north. Or I totally jumbled my directions. I said west, east. But you know what I mean? North, south. East, West. I make a direction. I make a, I make a vision of which park I want to go to. Or, as Sally said, a general idea. She has a general idea of the direction. She has a, a destination. And along the way, if I'm going to change it, then that's okay. Has anyone, especially like if you think about it, if you go to a new city without any map, without anything, would you just go out first day in that city? out of your house in the hunt for a park, yeah. you could go anywhere. You could say, I want to go out for a walk and discover, and hopefully I want to find out a park. But you wouldn't just go looking for parks and that's it. We decide what is my target. There's a saying, a lot of people, they say, oh, I don't know what my direction in life is. But you know what? How can you have direction if you do not have a destination in the first place? And most people I meet, they want so many things. And people, they have this hope and they have this desire. They have this love for themselves and for others. They, they want to build things. But it's very, very vague. And the problem is, Keith Cunningham says, if you do not have a clear target you're gonna miss every single time you shoot so when we go to a park we decide the target this is in the future we need the map that get us there we need the energy which is the reason why and we need the final element which is certainty certainty that i'm gonna actually succeed humans find it very difficult to jump off a cliff into the sea if they think there's a 50-50 chance I might land on rocks or land in the water and have fun. And it's so hard to jump off a cliff into water when you can't see whether you're jumping on rocks or on water. Am I right? Yeah. Why is that? Survival instinct. 
Yes. What is responsible in our system for our survival and protection? Brain. That's right. The brain wants you to survive. It wants to protect you. It cannot let you, I don't know if you ever, I um, suffer from fear of heights. I deal with it really well. My uh, social media posts, you've seen me climb mountains. It was not easy. My body sometimes when it thinks it's gonna endanger, it locks, I just can't move it. It's like my arm, look at my arm. I'm like, I'm trying to move it but my leg kicks for some reason, you know? It just doesn't work. Cause my brain takes over and says, nope, brakes on, we're heading towards the wall. And the brain wants to protect you. So we have the vision. And when we decide to go there, we need something else. We need the map that will get us there. Now the map is divided into two. Notice the vision is future. The map is future and past. Because the map uses the data from yesterday the past in order, and then you follow it in the future to get to the destination. You use the data from the past when we talk about the map, and then you create directions in order to get your target. And who remembers what we talked about when we talked about then something relating to the past with the brain? I'm going to talk about it so much because it's one of the most fundamental elements for programming. Who's going to get a million dollar prize? I'm offering million dollars because no one seems to know. I hope no one really finds out all of a sudden right now. Just for legal purposes, if I ever say a million dollar prize, I'm joking. Okay, so it's a negativity bias. Guys, this concept of the negativity bias is one of the most important ever in all of my reading in, in psychology and neurology. If we said the brain, the operating system, the computer, if you're, or if you're going to a direction that thinks you're going to hit a wall, it's going to take over and pulls the handbrakes on. So we have a conundrum here. We have two operating systems now. I have my will and the brain is working with me or against me towards or against that goal. I want to go be happy. And here's one problem that my brain makes me stop. Vagueness. It doesn't know where I'm going. I'm giving my computer a command. I'm saying, take me there. Press enter and says error. Because I said to the brain, I want to be happy. The brain says, what the fuck? What do you mean by that? What do you, what does, how, what does, what's happy? I want to feel peaceful. For some people, they feel peaceful in the park. For some people, they need to play heavy metal. And sometimes we ourselves do, do these two opposite things. Sometimes in order to feel peaceful, we go to a park. Other times we don't want to go to a park. 
we want to play heavy metal or listen to music. Or... So you tell your brain, I, hey, brain, let's feel peaceful. And it goes, lock. What do you mean? So guys, can we take a minute before we move on and do this exercise? Try and think about the three top things that you want in life. And try and put them, let's pick one actually, three might take you a while. Pick one of the things that you want top in life and let's just sit and put the rules for it. So Sanji said healthy. Wasim, what's the top thing that you want in life? I said fulfillment, but could, does it, could that be a specific thing? Or can I just say, Phil, I want to be fulfilled? So let's put fulfillment. And this exercise, basically, we're going to put one thing and we're going to see what the rules are. You're going to write down what is Wasim's rules to get his fulfillment. Have you ever, guys, for those who have kids or had kids or seen kids fight, they say, that's not fair. In their book, they have rules about what's fair. And because they're children, it means that they have to, in order for it to be fair, I have to always win. And if I don't win, screw the world, that's not fair. Another child says that's not fair for them because they both have two opposing rules of what fair is. In dating, people get into trouble all the freaking time. They talk about it as if it is, hey, it is in my head, this data in my head, this rule is in my head. That means everyone should know it. That means you should know it and you should love me according to it. And if you don't, without me telling you before or after, screw you, you are a terrible person, I'm out of here. Painful when we don't have clear ideas, huh? Okay, Nehul, top thing that you want in life. I think to be satisfied uh, emotionally, right? But again, that's pretty vague. I don't know, but that's what... Please write it, write it down. And think about what, are the, what does it take in order to be satisfied emotionally? Sally. Um, I'm just going to say happy. Beautiful. Okay. As you are writing, scan how easy it is to write. We're going to do something right now and then continue writing afterwards and we're going to see the difference. Okay, guys, if we could come back for a second. How easy was it, Sally, to write rules? Very easy. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Nehul, Wasim? Yeah, very easy, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna think about something else that you want in life, but before we get into it, first, decide what it is. Right number two, I want this in my life. Be bold, be wild, be whatever you want. And whenever you're thinking of your future of, or trying to be creative, try to smile. You send your brain happy messages and it becomes creative and it becomes a bit encouraged and, and, and brave. 
if I write about my future while looking like I'm going to a funeral, it sends my brain a really interesting message, huh? Okay, brain. Let's think about our happiness tomorrow. Uh, sorry, guys. I just just write what you want. If we stop here for a second, breaks on. Let's do a meditation, and then we are going to write the rules after we calm the brain down. And let's see what the difference is, huh? Okay. If you take a deep breath, let it out slowly. One more. And let it out slowly. One more. As slow as you can, out. And take a moment to feel your body. Sometimes the only thing that distracts us from thinking is feeling. We forget to feel our bodies. Forget to feel where we are. So let's feel our bodies right now. Scan them. Without judgment, just notice what your body, what signals is it sending you? Tightness here, relaxation there. Notice a temperature in the room where you are. Notice your feet on the ground. Imagine the room you're in right now. The dimensions where things are, where you are in that room. And now, just watch your breath for a minute. Without you having to do anything, breath comes in, the breath goes out. It's there in abundance. Take joy in every breath that you take. It's so satisfying to just breathe. That breath that is full in this world. The amount of processes that happen. The amount of steps that take place in order for you to get clean, fresh air in abundance is incredible. The plants that filter it the animals that move around and help plants to spread, the sun that feeds those plants, the rain that cleans them and nourishes them. The cycle of life 
of death and rebirth that feeds on. I want to take you back now to a moment that you are very thankful for. Think of that moment that you really, that comes to your mind, that you're really, really thankful for. Be in it, feel it, relive it. Where were you? What happened? See the colors. Hear the voices and noises that were around you. Feel the joy that you felt in that moment that makes it so special for you now. Feel it in your body, feel that joy in your body. Feel the gratitude that you have for it. Feel the, written, the richness it brought into your life. This moment you clearly treasure. One day, even in our deathbed, we're gonna review, we're gonna look back at our treasure in this life. It's gonna be those moments. And one of them is probably this moment that you're thinking of right now. Now think, think of another moment. Another moment that you're very grateful for. Could be something big, something small. I don't know why, but for me, I just imagine the vague moment where I drank water while I was thirsty. How fresh, full of minerals, just so nourishing. In seconds, I went from parched into nourished. It was amazing. I don't think in theory about drinking water, I feel it. I feel the heat, I feel the water nourishing me. I remember the taste, the crackling taste of minerals in the water. Now think of something third, something that happened to you by chance, that had a huge impact on your life. A chance meeting of someone, chance meeting of somewhere.
in that moment. Acknowledge the weight and the richness of that moment and its impact on your life. Feel the gratitude and the gift of that moment. Now slowly come back into your body in your own time. Feel it. Feel the weight on where you're sitting. Feel the temperature in the room. Let your body move the way it needs to move and stretch the way it needs to stretch. And in your own time, come back. How was that? Very nice. Yeah? Good, good. Now, in that energy, before we talk so much, how about we go in and that second thing that you want in life? Think about it and write the rules for it. Notice when you were, please continue as I'm, as I'm uh, hopefully inspiring you. Notice when in our meditation, when we thought of something that happened by chance, things are possible. You went for a target and you were surprised with something completely different along the way, a gift, a relationship, a person, and watch you bring happier, positive, more empowering thoughts. Okay, wrapping up and coming back. Please feel free. I would really recommend after the session to just take a few minutes and just sit down with what you wrote and add to it and play with it. Because most of the time, we run so much after what we want, but we really cheap out when it comes to just taking a few moments of sitting down and actually really thinking about it. It's the irony of humanity, huh? So, number one, in order to get something, we have a target. Number two is we need energy, a fuel. Wasim, why do you go to a park? Um, I, I, to, to energize and to get away from stress or things that we wanted to get away from. Mm -hmm. And earlier we said, if you, if you didn't take these rewards, would you go to a park? Um, no. no. I mean, unless there are other rewards, right? But if you don't mm -hmm. get any reward from it, you're not going to go, right? True, true. Yeah. Um, how about you, Nihul? Is there anything that you do with, like, 
uh, that you like that rewards you? Yeah, singing. I know. <laughs> singing. Yeah. Yes. How do you feel when you sing? I think that's the best feeling I get, right? Like I'm I'm in trance. I get lost when I'm singing, you know. I I I lose a count of time. Yesterday evening, for example, I was very sleepy, but I don't know what got into me. I was like, I want to sing, and I spent three hours. Beautiful, beautiful. So, if singing did not give you those feelings at all, would you have done it? No. No. So, guys, think about the first thing that you wrote, and the second. Think about what, why you want it. Why is it important? Let me show you an amazing trick about the fuel. Sally? Yeah? You go to a park to feel peaceful. Mm -hmm. Why is it important to feel peaceful? Um, I think I've had a, a lot of stress and uh, find it's a way that I can um, be with myself and not have people who have been difficult. And why is that important? Um, because that's the way I feel more myself when I, I don't have that stress. But why is it important not to have the stress? Because I, I, I get ill if I have stress. I, I feel ill. Okay. Yeah. And why is it important not to feel ill with stress? Because it's a horrible feeling when like your heart goes and you get tummy ache and headaches and can't function like that. Okay, so why is it important to function? Um, because I, I want to live and I want to have a nice life and uh, I want to enjoy my kids and and work and I enjoy my work. So, you know, I want to be able to do those things, but if I get too stressed, then I, um, I don't function so well. And I- Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. So guys, please notice here the levels of why that we talked about. We started with peaceful, and then we dug down. This is called the seven levels of why. You keep going why, 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 until you're able to connect that the reward from that action with the purpose of your life, with the quality of your life. Now, the why is strong enough. And it's important to verbalize it, to acknowledge it, because our brains, the way our brains work, we could know information and they could be there, but as long as we don't bring them out in specific, they are just lost in a salad of data. I want tomatoes. The tomatoes is in the salad. Yes, but I don't call this salads and tomatoes. I call it salad. That's what the information when they're here. But when you clarify them, you kind of take the tomato out of salad and you say, this is what I want. That's why it's important. And if you ask people why they want things, you know, if you ask someone who does something regularly and you ask them why, 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 you are going to go down to a level where that action is so important in their life. They've either know it, acknowledge it, or they're doing it subconsciously.
So what you want to do, you take an action. Why do I want to be rich? I asked someone, why do you want to be rich? He said to me, oh, because I can, why not? Guess what? After a month later, did he do anything to become rich? After another month, did he? No. After three months, he didn't do a single thing. Because his why is not strong enough. Imagine the amount of work, amount of energy required in order to become rich. The energy required in order to become rich, whatever rich means for that person, he, I, by the way, he defined it, he wanted to have a million pound. Not a million dollar, a million pound, which is more than a million dollar. And why does he want to do this? Because why not? And then I knew at that point, he was not gonna go anywhere with it. I wish I could coach him, but he is someone who is like, just not in a place in life to be coached right now. If I don't have a strong why, if I don't have strong fuel that I'm going to get, I'm not going to get it. I'm, I'm just not going to move. Maybe I will start, but I'm probably, if I manage to push myself all the way there, it's probably going to be a freaking miserable journey. Because it's going to be so much effort, like pushing a car with your own arms, right? But if you think about a why and you ask why and you ask why and is it related to the quality of your life most people will say something like this because i want to live i want to be happy i want to have energy i want to function i want to be able to connect to relate this is at the core of each of us each of our existence so wasim do you feel that you have strong why for the for the two things that you wrote you want in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do, I, do I have to say? Does it, I'll ask you this, does it <laughs> connect? Is it similar to what Sally said about why she wants to go to the yeah. park be peaceful? Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's all about fulfillment, <laughs> uh, but mine, mine's towards helping people. That's what I get satisfied. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it's a deeper connecting. Yeah. and a deeper why. Mm -hmm. Has anyone here done something in order to seem important to others? You mean to get attention? Or just, yeah, like, oh, if I get this degree or if I do this, I'm going to be important. People look at me and say, oh, this guy is important. He has significance. He has value. A lot of the things that you do in life, you have to ask yourself, am I doing it for me to be happy and really live? Or am I doing it in order to gain significance and attention? And the, notice uh, the two at the core of this. Mm. In one core, you live. You want to be happy. You want to flow in life. You want to dance with life. In the other is the illusion that if people look at me and say, thumbs up, then I'm gonna be able to live that first one, happy and flow in life. And our subconscious knows that this is bullshit. So when we try to get things, it's good to acknowledge that you want some things for attention and to be valuable. 
because then you know and you have to dig deeper to find a stronger why or find another way to fulfill that shallow why. It's normal to be, to be significant, but do I really want to go all this path other ways and then find a stronger purpose that connects me with my vision? Or find really a vision that fulfills me with a stronger why. So we have a clear target. We have the fuel. And now what we need is a map. Let me say here what most people do. People start actually saying, how am I going to be happy? That is one of the shittiest questions ever because your brain, you've asked a very vague question and you've started with the how. I'll give you an example. Who likes to cook here? Cool. Wow. Nice. It's, it's, uh, well, you guys are soulful people. Soulful <laughs> people like to play with their own food and cook and be creative. So... <laughs> All the guys. <laughs> Does anyone ever here start with a recipe for a dish before they even decided what the dish is? You can be creative sometimes and just throw things in the pan and see how you feel. But if you want to cook a certain dish, do you start with the recipe before you identify that dish? No. No. But we do it in life. How am I going to be rich? How am I going to get married? How am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? People start, when they go to a park, they decide the destination, they know why, what it makes them feel, and they figure out the way. Bingo. Come to actual important things in life, we do it the other way around, and we get lost. How am I going to get somewhere? So there's an amazing way to figure out a how. Look at what you wrote. We call this a 80-20 rule. Wasim, you know it. Wasim, can you please tell us what the 80-20 rule is? So 80% mechanics, 20% is it the sort of action? Psychology. Actually, 80-20 rule has two meanings, and that is one of them. Thank you very much. <laughs> So it's 80% mechanics and 20% psychology. And when it comes to the map, which is also, this is very important. The other thing that we do is that we be creative about all the things that can get us there. So I want to feel fulfilled. We decided on the rules. What is it? And then out below it, I write down all the creative there, the creative ways that are going to get me to fulfillment. And here's where the 80-20 rule is important. I write, say, for example, 10 things that could happen. They could be totally unrelated. It doesn't, they don't have to be. This is creativity. We don't, we write everything, whether we want to do it or not, we just write it down. And then the 80-20 rule says you pick the 20% from that list that will give you 80% of the result. 
Notice our target is not 100%. You should never ever have a target that is 100% because perfection is, Sally, you know the rest of that sentence? Oh God, I can't remember. Perfection is the lowest standard. Lowest standard. Why, why, is, it, why is that saying? The perf perfection is the lowest standard. Mm. Sally, by the way, there's no million dollars for you because you didn't answer that. No, I, I didn't know that. I've never heard that one. Ah, I, I thought you heard it from Tony Robbins. He says it all, all the time. I missed out. I must have been asleep. <laughs> Where is it? So, perfection is the lowest standard. Why? Because if you aim for a perfect target, your brain knows it's not going to get it and it stops. It stops you from taking any action. So most people, this is subconscious psychology, they choose perfect things, unreachable things, because it makes them feel better in the moment, but it doesn't require them to do anything because they know they're not going to go there. So one of the things that we want to do, we're finishing in a bit, is we look at the target, we connect it with the why, we write the map with the 80-20% rule. Write all the creative things that can make you feel peaceful, emotionally fulfilled, healthy. I could go to gym, I could take walks, I could ride bikes, I could do home workouts, I could run. I could go up and down the stairs. So many ways that can get you to healthy. I could eat well. I could eat less. I could eat some of this more. These are, this is how, how achievement works in life. It doesn't work by saying abstract words and then hoping for the best. Have you ever seen a marksman just shooting and shooting and shooting, hoping that one, one of those shots is going to hit the target. But why do we live this way? No wonder most of our societies are on drugs. Drugs of TV, drugs of drugs, drugs of alcohol, drugs of distraction, drugs of electronics. The biggest drug in this world today is a drug of electronics. Because they, like imagine this person who is just shooting, 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 and it's not hitting the target. Of course, it's painful. They keep shooting to feel better, but in the moment, they're in pain. They're not moving towards their joy. They made a, there was a research about happiness, one of the most talked about topics in the world. What does happiness mean? So they asked, um, I think it was Stanford University. They, uh, the first, they did three researches, oh, by the way, on this. The first time they came up and said, ah, people who make more than $85,000 a year are happier on average than those who make less. Therefore, the conclusion was, if you have more money, you're gonna be happy. Came another research and said, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. Maybe people who are richer, they are in certain communities that are happier than those who are poor. Basically, where you are born determines your happiness. 
but that wasn't it. There was a third research after it that actually gave us a very good answer. They went back to the first group who said that they were happy or not. And they found that two things. When you ask people if they're happy or not, they're gonna tell you in the moment what's going on. And people who had money immediately thought of their bank account and in the moment said, I'm happy. Ah, oh, I have uh, $85,000 in bank. I should be happy. Okay, researcher, I am happy. False, false answer, right? But they dug deeper in this third research and they found out why. They found that people happiest are people who have a goal in life, whatever it is. It could be the goal of just being, any goal. But they felt happy when they felt able and capable of moving towards that goal. Meaning, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, where you're born. If you have a goal and you feel it's impossible for you, you're going to feel miserable. And if you have a goal and you feel yourself moving towards it, it's not about getting it. It's about moving towards it. You're going to feel happy. You're going to be fulfilled in life. And that gives you more energy to do more and more and more. Guys, I want to end very, very briefly about the certainty. One of the elements, the fourth element that we do in order to go to the park or do anything in life is the certainty that we're going to get that result. We need that certainty. But the certainty is not something we get. Certainty is an outcome of a few things, of knowing where we're going, why we want it, and how we're going to go there. I don't know of anyone that would go on holiday to a destination that might end up either in the holiday destination or might end up in a desert or and die. I don't know anyone who would do that. And most people, they have desires in life. They want to go somewhere, but it's not clear. And in their brain, they're going to the desert. I know I've said that several times in the session. I apologize for the repetition. But it's so important. I just want to say, final thing here, and close before we end. When we talk about the how to get there, the recipe, the data, the map already exists from past information. And we talked about the negativity bias. The negativity bias is where our brain five times more likely to remember negative things than positive things. So if I look back and all I see is miserable and failure and judgment, and I want to say, oh, I want to move forward this direction. My brain says, well, this miserable things that happened in the past are going to happen again. No, thank you. It's going to lock you. It's going to protect you. And in order to balance it, we need gratitude. We look back and we start to dig in the memories that our brain put in the unimportant folder. We open them up and we feel that gratitude for it. The big things, but also the small things. Some people are miserable, so miserable, because they have a condition for happiness. They want to happy, be happy only if the happiness is very intense and it's very big. 
Do you know people like this? Mm. I used to be a lot like that. You see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happiness, I want to be happy, but I will only be happy if it's very intense and it's very big. So we, in the meditation, we said, what are what small things that you're happy about? And we said something else. Think of something that you're happy about that happened by chance. You're reminding your brain along the way to the park, you might find beautiful surprises. A flower here, someone who might smile to you there, a child that is playing that inspires you, someone who's running that energizes you. Maybe you meet someone and they become the love of your life or your best friend, a soul brother or sister. There are surprises along the way and reminding our brain that can tell it, hey, let's go down that road. It fulfills the purpose of my life. Guys, I want to leave you with this. I just want to encourage you to take a few minutes after our session, each hour of these sessions, just take a few minutes without immediately looking at the phone, just thinking about what you talked about, letting things settle down. Write a few notes, whatever, whatever that works for you. Just please try not to immediately take this, this um, session and distract yourself from it. Make it count. Yeah, thank you very much for coming today. I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. And Irene is going to be sending you a summary and a worksheet for today for you to take a look at. And the recording. Have a great day. And until next week, stay royal. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.